Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with a man who Miss Universe Belize calls her daddy. <laughs> oh Tom Clark, executive wow. director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Well, you did just get back like you were in Belize for like a month or something or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? it, it was a full month. It's impressive. No, I wasn't in front. It was it was a short it was a short uh, vacation over President's Day weekend. You know, I try to I try to I try to take advantage of those of those holidays so I can actually enjoy myself. So wow, that was a nine day weekend. I missed that. <laughs> <It was. laughs> but uh, you had a good time down. The pictures are beautiful. Looks like you guys were having a great time down there, and it was just really. Yeah. Um, we should put those on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But we were using we were using propane down there. Well, you what were. Do you, and, and you were they that? using it at the at the Trippy Tuna or what was the name of that place? The, that, the Tipsy Tuna. The Tipsy yeah, Tuna. Yeah, yeah. The whole country runs on propane. It really does. It's 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 uh, its whole entire infrastructure is running on clean uh, propane because. They they don't they, they don't have any natural gas pipelines and and they certainly uh, don't have any coal down there so yeah it's it's all it's all it's all propane and what's going didn't you have had some issue or saw some issue with the massive battery packs that they have down there that the the size of minivans oh my gosh yeah that's a I was staying at my father's house that he he owns down there in Belize and it has this backup system a solar battery backup so you can be completely off grid attached with a, a, a propane tank and a generator it it was when it was new 6 7 years ago it this was like a $100,000 um, battery backup solar panel system and he said when he bought the house about a, oh, six nine months ago. He says, "Would you go down there and take take a look at it? Um, see see why this thing's not working." So I I go down into this battery room and it's a giant giant battery, like seriously, like the size of a of a Volkswagen car, and start looking into it. And it's got all the batteries are busted up and and cracked because um, the heat down there and just just didn't work. Uh, so start looking into it and it's like, these batteries are going to be 50, 60, $70,000 to replace and start Googling the company that put it all together. So basically we're going to ship you a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's, that's probably what they should just ship me a couple of Teslas, some, some wrecked ones. Maybe Hertz will donate a few. We'll just plug, we'll plug them in. Some of the leftover ones from that Julia Roberts movie. So, <laughs> so I, I look up the company. It was called uh, iron Edison bankrupt, closed, no longer in business. We call a local guy. He's like, "Yeah, no. You, if you want, if you want us to help you, you're gonna have to replace the whole entire system with our stuff." So it was really disappointing to see that the original owner put in all that money into this system, and and now it's basically worthless. And uh, even worse than that, I was like, "Well, we got to get these batteries out of this room, and we got to where do we dis- how do we dispose of this?" And as you're passing the landfill, I'm like, "Yep, that's where those that's where those batteries are going to end up." There's there's no recycling in third world countries of batteries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was my President's Day weekend. It was uh, it was enlightening. And and as I'm as I'm driving back, you know, a couple hour drive from where we were at to the Belize airport, uh, just tons and tons of bluebird diesel powered smoking 
buses that still have the the county from the u.s that that it came from on the side of the bus (laughs) so if you think if you think all these electric school buses are replacing a diesel bus i can tell you they're gonna end up in some other third world country because i passed a ton of them I should have taken some videos, but yeah. And they, the funny part is they're still yellow and they still have, they take off the, like the, some of them do, they take off the County, but you can still see where the sun faded, the yellow. You can tell exactly <laughs> which County school district those buses came from. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. That is so funny. That is so funny. All right. We're going to, we got a great guest on with us today that we're going to bring in here in just a moment, but folks uh, go to the state of get all kinds of information about how propane can improve your life. Also check out some of our previous shows over the past going on five years. Now we've been doing this podcast. Uh, you can also find out where to get propane near you. Uh, we're also on Instagram at the state of energy. Join us there when you can. And are we still looking for a traveling propane trainer? We are, yeah. We're looking for a training manager uh, that can go around five states and uh, do propane training for the industry, fire fire safety training for the first responders, um, and, and support the industry. It's on Indeed. Indeed. Go to Indeed. Go to Indeed. Indeed. Now let's bring in the guy, the brains. I mean, this guy's... Uh, a climate technology professional with a chemical engineering degree from MIT. Show off. Wow. Cinch wow. Munson of the World Liquid Gas Association. Welcome back to the State of Energy. Hey, I am I am very happy to be back. And, and I don't want to jump in negatively, but um, I, I definitely do not have a chemical deg- chemical engineering degree from MIT. I do. <laughs> Why did it say I that? I do have an animal science degree from Colorado <laughs> State, though. So it's second. Where did I get this? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just go with what I said. Nobody. It's it's new world. You can just say whatever now, and it's okay. Where did that come from? He identifies as he identifies as that. Yeah. Well, well I, yeah, you ID. That's, that's how much? you identify. Then I guess I, I have an I have an MD. I'm doing surgeries on the street corner here later today. You're welcome. Well, last time you were here, you were with Oberon Fuels. Correct. Correct. And, and now, and now you're working with the world liquid gas association. And, and how is that? How, how is everything working with that? So on January 1st of this year, um, you know, I, I had an opportunity to join the team at the world liquid gas association. And it, it, it was one of those opportunities. I mean, I almost call it an opportunity of a lifetime. It pulls together, you know, it really leverages my experience in the in the propane industry here in the U.S., my experience in renewable fuels, and uh, my, my knowledge of, of, of the world, but however small my world is, but, you know, kind of pulls all that together and allows me to continue to make an impact on behalf of this industry that, that we all love. So it's, it's, it's going really well, and I'm super, super excited to be in this role. Well, I guess MIT has done a lot for you now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you, are you going to have to relocate to Paris? So I do not have to relocate to Paris. And, and I don't intend to relocate to Paris, but who, who knows what happens. But for today, I'm still uh, parking myself in North Platte, Nebraska, in the heart of propane country, but working you know, with people around the world in this industry. And uh, I, I guess I get the pleasure of going to Paris on, on occasion, in, including next month. No, oh, all right. Well, if you need some people to carry some bags, let us know. We're not, we don't have MIT degrees, but we could carry bags. <laughs> None of us do. So it's all good. 
<laughs> so uh, now you probably, I'm sure you heard what we were talking about uh, with Tom uh, about his uh, trip to Belize. But Tom, when he got back to, he's actually was in Orlando um, a couple of days ago, getting ready to leave, and it was yesterday, I believe. And then every all the phones shut down. I, it was it was kind of crazy. I, I was uh, in Orlando when when the all the AT and T. Well, they say only a certain amount, but almost everybody in the in the room at this meeting I was at had no cell phone service, and it had to. It reminded me of of the energy security, telecommunication security, and I thought, you know what, I, this would be a great topic to talk to Cinch about because the world relies on energy security just as much as we do on on cellular security, and it really just that that eight hours of having no cell phone service was kind of a, a, a really short little reminder of how important infrastructure is to us in our world. And I was hoping maybe Cinch could just talk a little bit about energy security around the world and, and just, just tell us what's going on with, with the propane industry and how we support the world's energy security. Absolutely. I, I think that is a great topic and, and something I'm, I'm very passionate about. And, you know, I'll probably tie it back to, you know, why Tom was, Tom was without cell phone reception in the Orlando airport. I was on my way back with cell phone reception, but on my way back from the WLGA Innovation Summit 2024, which took place in Washington, D.C. Tuesday of this week. And we brought together, you know, leading innovators and, and just industry leaders from around the world to talk about the importance of innovation and the types of innovation our industry needs to be considering and investing in to position us for the future. And, and in the course of that discussion, this came up multiple times that our industry delivers you know, essential energy. And, and I don't think that surprises anyone on this call, probably doesn't surprise 99% of the listeners. But what we kept coming back to and where our industry shines is, is that we deliver energy that's available and it's affordable and it's clean. And those first two in particular, but all three together, available and affordable, without availability and affordability, we, we have no security. Um, you know, we, we ha it has to be available. It has to be affordable. And we, um, we, we shine in that department. It just so happens that, that we're clean energy today and a path to being even cleaner energy down the future. So it, it was a really good discussion. But those, you know, that foundation of those three things is why we have such a great future. Yeah, that, it, that's, that's the, one of the pillars right there is you got to be, it has to be affordable. It doesn't matter how clean it is if you can't afford it. And that's that's what's so great about propane is it's affordable to everyone. It doesn't matter where you're at, anywhere in the world almost, you can get propane to uh, cook, heat. Um, there's just a thousand different uses for, for propane. So can you tell us a little bit about the world LP? It used to be called the world LP Gas Association, but you guys just recently changed the name to the World Liquid Gas Association. What's what's that all about? What's going on with that name change? Sure. So so yeah, I, I became involved with with the World LP Gas Association in 2014 when I joined PERC, 
and you know worked worked with the people at WLPGA and and actually WLPGA was a name shift um you know a, a number of years ago so it was the World LP Gas Association and then they became the World LPG Association and then uh just first of this year besides myself coming on board they had a name change and became the WLGA the World Liquid Gas Association and, and the reason for that change it really has to do with the breadth of the the world LPG slash liquid gas industry. You know, here in the U.S., it, it's you know we we typically call it propane, and every once in a while we might talk about butane, and perhaps we mention LPG. In in other parts of the world, they they very much call it LPG, or you know, and 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 that's very common because it's a mix of propane and butane, and it changes. And then in some countries, and particularly in European countries, there's a bit of a move to call it liquid gas. And, and the reason being is the adoption and the increase in renewables, which can be renewable propane, renewable butane, and then also renewable dimethyl ether. You know, the, the term LPG, liquefied petroleum gases, isn't necessarily applicable because now it's just liquefied gases. They don't necessarily come from a petroleum starting point. Ah. So the term liquid gas encompasses everything. It's propane, it's butane, it's renewable propane, renewable butane, dimethyl ether, renewable dimethyl ether, and perhaps other molecules that the industry may want to adopt in the future in the name of delivering affordable, available, you know, reliable, clean energy to our customers who, who depend on it for security. Getting away from the petroleum word in there that's kind of hidden in LPG. So that, that brings us to a, a little topic that me and Rand discuss a lot, which is this greenwashing um, that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of corporations that greenwash and, even the propane guys have been accused of of greenwashing uh, for all the time, and and so so now uh, I hear the the buzzwords are changing around a little bit, going from um, renewable to more like a uh, low carbon, um, and 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 propane, even renewable propane, has a super low carbon footprint. Uh, so, so that that seems to be a, a, a shift that we're kind of seeing is really identifying what the carbon intensities are, uh, and, and trying to tr trying to get to the real numbers of of what those carbon intensities are for whatever fuel or energy source you're using. Is electric going to get involved in this as well? Because it seems like the rules are different for them. I hope so, because if you look at the the yeah, the, the carbon intensity of electricity versus especially around here in Utah, super super high carbon intensity electricity versus propane, propane wins every single day, even without having renewable propane. It, it does. And, it, it, you know, take it back to greenwashing. And I, I'll admit, I sometimes struggle with with the term green, greenwashing or, or perhaps the accusations of greenwashing. It's almost like it's a, um, a subjective purity test, perhaps, in that, you know, I, I, I always assume if you're making an improvement and assuming that carbon emissions are the challenge that we're told they are is not every improvement a good thing so if you know if if a, a family in a developing country is using wood to cook today which has bad emissions it's bad for their health it is um 
it, 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 you know, from societal, cultural, you know, there's so many things that it's, it's a challenge for an environmental. If that family goes from cooking with wood to cooking with clean geologic propane, we should tout that all day. It is Absolutely. a good thing yeah. for the environment. It is a good thing for that family. But I, I think if we tout it, I have no doubt there would be someone that say it says you're greenwashing. You're still using a fossil fuel. No, we have made a vast improvement on multiple levels. Why criticize that? And, and so, so sometimes I think it's a little subjective. And quite frankly, I think if you make an improvement, any sort of improvement, celebrate it and keep improving. I mean, that was a lot of the discussion of this innovation summit. It's we talked about small eyes and big eyes. So small innovations and big innovations, small innovations add up, small improvements add up. Every step forward is a good step. So I uh, I struggle a little bit when people start throwing around greenwashing accusations when, in fact, people are doing good things. Yeah, absolutely. And propane around the world is cleaning up emissions. Every time somebody switches from one dirty fuel into a clean, low carbon fuel like propane, that's doing clean changes around the world that the people don't even realize what's happening. So yeah, that's uh that's a great point and uh we got to keep pushing it. Absolutely. Thanks. I'm glad I made a great point. Tell us what's new with you. What do you want to get across to our listeners today? Uh, any 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 particular things coming up that you really want to share with with our with our group? Oh boy. Well, well, I'll take a half step back. I've mentioned it twice. I'm going to mention it a third time, just because I feel like the event this week was was such a good event. And um, you know, may, maybe some year down, sometime down the road, hundreds, thousands of years, ancient explorers will look back and say that the, the Innovation Summit in Washington, D.C. on February 20th changed the course of history. Um, <laughs> I, I hope that's the case. But um, at, at the very least, the, the statement was made by, by one person at the beginning of the meeting, kind of the opening session. They, they said this could be one of the most important meetings that this industry has in this decade. And I remember thinking, well, it's a bold statement. By the but by the time we got to the end of the two days, um, I, I think that it it, it certainly uh, not could be one of the most important. I think it probably certainly was one of the most important. From talking about renewable fuel pathways, so new ways to make renewable propane and renewable DME and renewable butane and all those things. And then talking about how people can adopt those fuels and the challenges and the opportunities, talking about how important innovation and um, policy work together is. But then I'm, I'm kind of building up to the last part of the day where we talked about applications and talking about how, you know, the, the best water heaters in the world can help peak electric demand, which then, you know, helps reduce costs, but makes, you know, energy more secure. Looking at fuel cells that run on propane, both for backup power for residential and commercial, as well as for vehicles that can be used in different types of, uh, you know, kind of hybrid vehicles that use propane powered fuel cells. We talked about carbon capture, which we talk about carbon intensity. Carbon capture has a huge impact on, on carbon intensity and in ways that can be applied to our industry. I mean, it was it was just a very good conversation and the right people were in the room. Now, the key is, do people leave and, and go back to their day to day or do they did they make a connection and pursue and move the industry forward? I think we can do that and we can continue to do that. And so looking 
forward as you asked, you know, what's coming up. I'm going to be at the NPGA Expo in Charlotte here in April, as well as some of my colleagues. And obviously it's it's where the industry comes together. And, you know, when we come together, what what a time to move things forward, to make that small improvement that makes a big difference when we do it over and over again. So, so that's next. And then into this year, WLGA, we have our LPG Week conference in Cape Town, South Africa. And, and that's going to be a fantastic event where, you know, people can really get a better understanding of what the global industry looks like. You know, we're, we're in Africa. There's going to be a lot of conversation about clean cooking, which we talked about earlier. But as always, we're going to be talking about renewables. We're going to be talking about developing countries, developed countries, and those in the middle that, that kind of have a mix of energy needs, all with the goal of making sure that that our customers have available, affordable, clean energy. So it, it really sounds like me and Rand need to plan a trip to South Africa. Or Paris. So what do you think, Rand? I'm good to go to South Africa. Well, no, it's where, where's where's this event at in South Africa? So it's in Cape Town, South Africa, which I have not been to South Africa. I know people who have, and they say it is lovely and amazing. And you know, not not only is the vet going to be fantastic, but there's safaris in the area and everything. I think it's perfect. And statues of Elon Musk everywhere. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what about your website? You guys have a new website, right? Yeah, so along with the new the new name for the organization, the World Liquid Gas Association, we have a new website, which is www.worldliquidgas.org. And, and the website's all updated. It has a wealth of information, a wealth of information for guests that visit. But for members, there's, there's even more information, reports and research and analysis that can help companies... Um, you know, grow their business, understand the global business. There's there's data available, reports on renewables, n- renewable pathway reports, etc. And, and I really encourage people visit the website, but but also consider joining the organization. Uh, we're leading the way on a lot of work, and um, you know we, we bring leading companies around the world together, and and everyone should be a part of that conversation to secure a successful future. That's fantastic because this podcast is listened to all over the world. We're, we are in over 60 countries. And probably what, 1,500 cities? Something close to 1,500 cities? Six, six, 60, 67 countries, 1,488 cities. So if you're one of these people in one of these 67 countries, including the U.S., obviously, join the World Liquid Gas. Join the World Liquid Gas Association. We did that at the same time. There, there's, good. yeah, World Liquid <laughs> Gas Association. We just can't. We're having. We're. We're. Absolutely, I, I think it. Uh, the the two best decisions you can make is is listen to the State of Energy and join the World Liquid Gas Association. <laughs> Those are the two best decisions anyone can make in any given day. Well, we have now our new promo clip that we'll play at the intro of every show. Cinch Munson of the World Liquid Gas Association. Go to worldliquidgas.org. Um, even though I tried to make you <clears throat> somebody from MIT, uh, that was a lie. But And I did just get a message from MIT. They just said I was canceled for some reason. I don't know what that was all about. But uh, thank you very much for joining us and sharing your wealth of knowledge. And we look forward to uh, taking a trip to Versailles with you at some time as well. 
Anytime. Thank you for having me. So, Tom, I know you've got all this stuff going on, uh, you know, all your contacts in Belize, but can we go a little further south and maybe join Cinch in South Africa? We absolutely have to. This has got to be part of our program. I think we should do a live show from from that uh, event. I mean, that was pretty much an invitation, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in a quarter live, um, he invited us, first class, uh, five-star accommodations. Wasn't That was all in there, right? It's all there. <laughs> that is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt, and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. Yeah.